the Women Wednesday podcast, highlighting the women who are being honored by the executive women of the Palm Beaches Foundation with their Women in Leadership Awards. Welcome to our Women's Wednesday podcast. My name is Randy West, and I'm here today uh, chatting with a wonderful woman of our community. Uh, Please welcome Barbara McQuinn to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Barbara. Good morning, and thank you so very much for having me. Well, I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, but look, I can always identify with someone who's born and raised in Florida and is good at math. So (laughs) why don't you bring us up to speed with uh, a little bit about yourself and where you hail from and how long you've been here in Palm Beach County. You heard that I was born in Orlando, Florida, and um, honestly, I have a background that many who know me professionally and personally know that my childhood was not a normal one. I'm the oldest of six children, but at a very early age, we were abused and neglected children. And so most of my childhood was spent in group homes. My senior year of high school, I was in a beautiful foster home who absolutely insisted that I go to college. I was typically a good student in uh, high school because it was a safe place for me. And I was able to be, I'm going to use this word a little differently. It it allowed me to be just a normal kid. Uh, School was a very safe place for me. Uh, Then, So I did go to college. I started at Florida Southern uh, in Lakeland on a scholarship. Frankly, I was not aware enough of the world to be successful. Although my grades were good, I dropped out and went to work because I was still trying to find out who I was. And uh, ultimately, I married a couple of years later. I had my incredible son, who is a second-generation Floridian, John Caracuso. John has a, a law practice here in West Palm Beach. And so I was mom, but sometimes life gets in the way. And so my first marriage did not was not successful. I went back to school. By then, I'm paying for it myself. So I went back to school as a young mom, and I got a degree at first in elementary education. I taught elementary school while I continued going to college to get my master's degree in mathematics. So that is how I ended up being a math teacher. Yes, I and she explained some of it. Yes, and look, and Barbara's being quite humble here because she has a bachelor's degree in elementary ed- education. She later went on to earn her master's degree in mathematics education, and she's even being more humble because she's been recognized and awarded the Florida Education Commissioner's Principal Achievement Award for Outstanding Leadership. So I'm going to throw those items in there, Barbara, because I think you're being a little too humble. You've been a great leader in our community for a long time. Congratulations on being named Public Sector of the Executive Women of the Palm Beaches Outstanding Women in Leadership Awards Luncheon. So that's quite an honor as well, but you're already so established. I I want to talk about leadership to you and what it means to be a woman in leadership. I'm going to lead with what I think I will say on April 19th, because I have, um, I've had so many wonderful opportunities to be a woman in a leadership, in a leadership position. As silly as it may sound, classroom teachers are leaders. You close that door and you're in charge. And my attitude and my skill make that classroom successful or not. I know that some people have natural leadership skills. 
I think I do, being the oldest of six children and being somewhat of a fighter in life, but you can also learn leadership skills. And I think that's something not everyone knows. You may or may not be comfortable in that role, but you can learn how to be comfortable. A teacher, when I was principal at Palm Beach Gardens High School and I was leaving that position for a director position at the district office level, actually to do leadership training, one of my very young teachers came into my office and she said, Mrs. McQuinn, I never could get those young teachers to call me Barbara. Mrs. McQuinn, you (laughs) have taught us young women teachers that you can be very strong and you can make tough decisions, but you can also show emotion and be compassionate. That has stayed with me. Oh, that's 25 years ago. And that is a been- that is a great piece of advice that really that is really quite telling, because I think more often than not in a leadership role, you feel like you have to put the walls up and be strong and be that person. And the fact that someone said that to you and you've taken that throughout your career is very powerful. It is. And like I said, I may repeat that again, because it is the piece. There have been so many of the wonderful things that I've been able to do with in particular women that I know are watching me. I didn't realize as much how much they were watching me. Uh, And she also said, you know, I also learned to sit at the head of a table. I I didn't even know that I did that. Um, And most of, believe it or not, many of the men that I taught for, excuse me, many of the principals that I taught for were men, but I became a principal, um, excuse me, I became an assistant principal under a woman principal. And we are still great friends, and she will be at the luncheon. We're talking to Barbara McQuinn. You're being honored for your role in the public sector. Share some perspective on your role. I mean, obviously, throughout your career and being a teacher, and look, let's just say it on this podcast, I don't know how teachers do it. I, It is in the DNA of some folks who lead and teach our youth and our young adults of today. Talk a little bit about that. And there's some big challenges there, some big things to overcome. How did you overcome all of those things? First, let me say that it's true. Teaching has never been easy. It's not for the um, weak of heart at all. But if you really believe that what you're doing is preparing our futures, kids, students are our futures. If you can see through their toughness, and they're being timid. Some feel they are a good student. Some feel they aren't. If you really believe that you're making a difference in our world, and again, for me, it was a teacher. It was a third grade teacher who, I don't know if she knows it, but she made me realize that I had value. And it wasn't a time that I felt valued as a human being. And I will never forget her. So you have that incredible opportunity. I have had students, well, now it's a little frightening. I actually had a student that is now principal in North Palm Beach. So (laughs) that's life full circle, isn't it, Barbara? Right? Yeah. Across generations, you touch people and that's what educators can do. And, and I will tell you that even though we, we hear nationwide that teachers are not respected, I think you know this, teachers in a particular school are very much respected. It's always, oh, I don't like public education. But when you talk to the the parent about their child's school, they love their child's school most of the time. So as a teacher, 
I always felt, and I know many teachers do today, you do feel respected. Again, depending upon who leads you. But we're talking to Barbara McQuinn uh, being honored at the uh, Women in Leadership Awards Luncheon for the public sector. And you kind of touched on this already, Barbara, but I want to elaborate a little more on this about something that really inspired you, helped shape your career. Obviously, you touched a little bit on your challenging youth and childhood and kind of coming up in, in a difficult situation. But is there some other person or some other mentor that you've had that has really shaped who you are today and given you that solid piece of advice that made you think differently or or act differently? Absolutely. And I didn't even have to think ahead of time for this. Again, knowing that I wanted to be a teacher, and I didn't know it until I was, I had, you know, I was a young mom, I had a son, and I needed to make money. And so I got my substitute teaching certificate. And when I was substitute teaching at all grade levels, I just knew this is what I'm going to do. And so that's why I very quickly got the elementary ed certification. And then I did that for five years and moved on. But my assistant principal, when I was a teacher at Alamanda Elementary School, my assistant principal sat in on a teacher conference that I had with a parent. And she said, you're going to be an assistant principal. When I became an assistant principal, I had Kay Carnes. She was a principal at Suncoast when we opened Suncoast. Kay said, you're going to be a principal. I always had someone look at the job I was doing and say, this is what you're going to do next and push me to do that because I will be frank. I never, even to the school board, I never looked to that next step. I was always so excited about what I was doing at the time. And I think that's an important piece for anybody in any business. If I know it sounds trite, but truly, if you love it and you work at it, it doesn't come naturally, but if you really want to be good, somebody's going to recognize it and say, you need to do this next. And then you prepare yourself to do it. Well, I think you just answered my next question because I said, hey, listen, is there something you want to share with women that are going to make that next step to become a leader? Is that what you tell them? Or is there other advice you'd give young women listening to say, hey, here's what you should be doing. And maybe, and look, as a teacher, you've played that role model in pushing your students to be better and doing and pushing the limits of what their limitations are. So talk a little bit about that. Sure. In any, any um, field, of business, nonprofit, private enterprise, whatever it is you think you want to do, first start doing it and do it really well. I always, when anyone has asked me for advice, I, you know, tell me what you're doing now. Tell me what you're doing to be the very best you can be. How are you looking for opportunities to learn something you don't know now that's related to your field? They think that through. Do you need more education? Do you need a mentor? What is it you need? But always don't just do what you're doing. I, I, I actually have this written down, but find something else, your profession related and learn something new. I, I observed leadership styles. Before I became a principal, my supervisor said, okay, Barbara, you probably know all the skills to be a principal, but now I want you to look at leadership styles. And I want you to look at qualities you like and qualities you don't like. And one of the qualities that I learned is it's it's um uh, it, it's a story, but is don't 
come into your job with a truck full of garbage. No, everybody has personal situations. Everybody has frustrations. But when you hit the parking lot or whatever it is that you're going into your job, you take a minute, you take a deep breath and you put a smile on your face. And you go in and you're prepared to do your job. You don't bring the stuff into the job with you. Great piece of advice. We're talking to Barbara McQuinn, getting to know a little bit about her being honored at the Women in Leadership Awards Luncheon uh, with the Executive Women of the Palm Beaches. Barbara, if you had to go back, tell your younger self something, what would you be telling your younger self? What advice? What would you do over? Pick a thing. What would I do over? I would have more, it's hard to do that. Let me, so let me think about that for just a minute. What would I do over? I've always had quite a bit of confidence. I think you can tell that, but if I could do it over, I would have a plan. I really never had a plan. So it made my next step harder because I wasn't prepared sometimes when an opportunity came up. And I wish I had been. I don't consider that wasted time, but I could have done what I had so many wonderful opportunities to do if I had thought ahead of time. What is it you want to do, Barbara? And I think really, I, I, I believe in doing self-assessment surveys and um, whatever it takes to figure out what do you like, because I didn't. So if I had my younger self, I would think more about what do I want to do next? Not what just falls in my lap. Barbara, do you live by a mantra? Do you have a, a quote that you think about? What's Barbara's mantra? Coming from such a challenging childhood to being so accomplished, a, a leader in our community now, what mantra do you live by? Hmm. What mantra do I live by? Well, one of the, it's not the mantra that I live by, but I want to throw this in. I always, I tell people this and I do it myself. And I alluded to this. It's if you're not having a good day, fake it until you do, because the more I dump on other people, they're going to do it to somebody else. So if I'm a clerk in a store and I bring it to my colleagues, then they're going to have a bad mood and that's going to affect customers. So I'm always, you fake it until you do. My mantra Hmm. I wake up every, truly. All right. I wake up every single morning. And the first thing that comes into my mind is be kind to yourself today. What a I'm great not kind to myself. What I a great piece myself. of advice. I it, it's so important too for women because I think we're so busy caring for others that we aren't kind to ourselves. And what a great uh, mantra to live by and a great piece of advice. Thank you. Barbara McQuinn, she is being honored as the public sector, the executive women of the Palm Beach's Outstanding Women in Leadership's Award Luncheon. Thank you so much. It's been a joy getting to know you. Congratulations. And we look forward to all the things you're going to accomplish in the future as a Women's Wednesday spotlight here in our community. This is an amazing award. And thank you so much for the opportunity to talk.